0: I've got the victory living inside of me. i got the greater war I can overcome. This ain't no time to turn back, no place to go back. i got to keep pressing on till every battle is won. Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. We welcome you. Get your Bible, something to make a note with. Come right on in to the class with us. Leave all the hustle and bustle and distractions behind. Uh, All the stuff you got to deal with, you can deal with it later. Come on in here. Let's agree together right now in prayer for answers, real answers for real life. Father, we ask you for your anointing today. We ask you for the manifesting of your Holy Spirit, your your words uh, made known to us. Open our hearts and our understanding and our minds and our eyes and our ears to see and hear what many have not seen and heard because of not believing, to understand what many have not understood, but what you want us to see and know. Thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit to be our guide and our helper and our teacher. We ask for answers and direction in Jesus' name. Amen. Go with me, please, to Hebrews 10 again in our great textbook, The Bible. Best, greatest textbook in the world if there will ever be, perfect, without mistake, without flaw. And now, you can't say that about all the translations, <laughs> but the original Word of God, perfect, flawless. And uh, in Hebrews 10, we've been looking at through 10, 11, and actually goes into 12 a little bit, about uh, what faith is and examples of faith. We're calling it by faith. It says, verse 35, cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. Does the Lord want us to receive yes, sir. or do without or not receive? No, he wants you to receive, but we have a part. It's called faith. Verse 38, now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we're not of them uh, that draw back or who draw back, but we're of them that believe to the saving of the soul. Now faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence or conviction of things not seen. By it, by faith, the elders obtained a good report. This is another way of saying that um, God was pleased with them and he testified that they did well. Uh, when it says they obtained a good report, it's talking about the report uh, came from God. (laughs) He said they did well. Well, do we want him to be pleased with us in our life? Well, the only way to do it, according to verse 6, is by faith. And we see examples, living examples. These are not uh, fairy tales. These are not uh, just typical legends. These are real people who lived different generations before us, Who people who didn't know everything, people who made mistakes, but who were able at different points in their life to hear from God, be fully persuaded of, of what He said and, and of His faithfulness, and to boldly obey and act on what He showed them, yield to the Spirit and act on it, and they saw manifestations of God's power in this earth, in their life. They saw what we'd call miracles. Well, God never changes. And faith in God does not change. It's the same now as it was with Noah and Abraham, which is why all of this is in the New Testament, talking to New Testament believers that we should be inspired to live with the same faith of Abraham, Moses, Joseph, all of those great and wonderful individuals. Down in verse 32, we're, met, we're given six individuals in one verse. Previously, uh, it was one verse almost per person. But now, he says, uh, I don't have the time <laughs> to tell you about all of these. Time would fail me to tell you about all these, including people like Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets. And in previous lessons, we've gone over these individuals. We, we talked about Gedeon. We talked about Barak. We talked about Samson and Jephthah. And if you weren't with us, you can get it. Go, go online. Go back to the, uh, the archives, the previous messages. Uh, some of you that were in class were here. Do you think it'd be worth their time to go back? And it would be. It is worth your time. If the Bible thinks enough of these individuals and their example to put them in here and hold them up for us, we should think enough of it to go to see, to find out what did they do? Why, how was God so pleased with them? And why? So I can repeat that. I can duplicate that. God be pleased with me in the same way. And we've been uh, talking about in this week and, and previous Samuel, his faith. So go back with me to the uh, third chapter again, First Samuel 3. And let's continue today looking at the faith of Samuel. From the first chapter, we saw the faith of his mother, Hannah. And where her whole life turned and changed was when she stopped being depressed. She stopped crying all the time and begging God incessantly. And she believed God heard her prayer and granted her request. Now, this was completely by faith because there was nothing at that point to indicate that her body had changed or her ability to conceive and carry a child. She wasn't uh, with child yet. Uh, There was only the conviction. Can you see that definition here? (laughs) Uh, Confidence of things expected. So is she expecting something to happen in her life? She's expecting to be able to conceive and to conceive and carry and have a child. And she obviously was convinced of things that she had no physical proof of, things you could not see. And uh, when the child was born, they named him God Hears or God Heard. And so we see with her and with her son Samuel, they had faith that God hears and God answers. Now, among church people, it's easy to hear that and go, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, God hears and God answers. But uh, the truth is, uh, a lot of folks just don't pray much and they don't have much confidence in their prayers. And it's because of a lack of faith that God really hears. And God really answers, if you really believe the Almighty, the Creator of the heavens and the earth, would listen to you, you, that you could personally, not you and a bunch of other people, you could come by yourself, by faith to the throne of God and say something to him, and ask him for something, and it would not be just you talking into the air, but that he would actually hear you and grant your request. You would be doing this on a regular basis. (laughs) True? (laughs) So if you don't do it, it's because you don't have faith that he hears and answers. But we do, don't we? Don't we have faith? So then we, we pray, we pray. And in the third chapter, we see a development into another area of this. As a young child, a boy, uh, the Spirit of God called to Samuel in the nighttime, called his name, Samuel. He got up and ran to Eli because he's there serving in the tabernacle. That's, he's a boy, but he's learning the ropes and, and how to do it. And, And that's his job. Eli calls for something. He runs and go gets it. You know, he goes get the water or whatever it might be, the wood. And uh, he runs in there and he says, yeah, I'm I'm here. He said, I didn't call you. Go lay down. This happens uh, another time and then another time. And uh, finally, Eli realizes God's calling the boy. Is God real? Can he talk to you in multiple ways? (laughs) He can talk to you in a witness. He can talk to you through the word. He can talk to you in a song. He can talk to you by the anointing on you. He can speak in what would be to you an audible voice. He's done it numerous times. That's what's happening here. This is different from the witness of the spirit. This is what the Bible calls the word of the Lord coming to, like in the prophet's ministry or the seer, which was what, Samuel was called to. He was called to be a prophet, a seer. So uh, Eli realized this was what's going on. He says, so go, go lay down. And this time, if he calls you again, answer him. Everybody say, answer him. Answer him, answer him and say, uh, speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Talk to me, Lord. I'm listening. Oh, that's a, a simple phrase, but it is so important. I I can just sense, as I say that, of the billions on the planet who are just mindlessly going about their life as though there is no God, as though what they're doing in this life, they're going to do forever, and uh, scores of thousands of them will not live out the day. They're leaving the planet by the scores of thousands every day all over the planet, and the heart of God is reaching out his eyes are scanning the planet looking for people who have a heart towards him he's got so much to say so much to give so much to lead and guide direct if somebody had the sense (laughs) and the awareness to go talk to me Lord I want to hear it I want to know He's even knocking. Is that right? Behold, I stand at the door and knock, if you'll open and let me in. So everybody say it again. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Your, servant hears. Your servant hears. I want to know, know what you would say to me. What you would say to me. I want to hear, I hear. What, you would tell me. what you would tell me. Now, key with this is a willingness to do it. Uh, Remember Jesus said more than once he would say, he'd say a lot of things, teaching and ministering, giving examples and what have you, and then he'd say, whoever has ears to hear that, hear it. Why would you say that? Whoever has ears to hear it. Well, didn't they all hear it? Mm, Yes and no. So what's he talking about? Whoever has ears to hear it, hear it. That means you can hear and not hear. And what you'll see is, I won't go into it, this is another another lesson and study, but just right down to the conclusion, the thing that determines whether your ears hear or not, what he's talking about hearing, is the condition of your heart. A hard heart makes one spiritually deaf and blind. And dull and without understanding. The condition of your heart determines your ability to see and hear spiritually. And it's a willing heart that makes a hearing ear. In John 7, Jesus said, If any man will, this was a different translation from the King James, if any man wills to do his will, he shall know. Don't you like that phrase? He goes on, the verse goes on, but if any man wills to do his will, he shall know. He went on to say, he'll know whether it's of God or not. Do you want to know what's of God and what's not? It begins with the willingness, and this is faith, a willingness to do what he tells you before you know what he's going to tell you. <laughs> How could you genuinely be willing to do so? I mean, I I could come to you and say, I'm going to ask you to do something. Will you do it? (laughs) And you might say, especially if you didn't know me, you should say, oh, I don't know. It depends on what it is. Right. (laughs) But if you're just going to tell somebody, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Whatever you say to do I will do it. You must trust. Come on. Can you see that? You must trust them. Because you don't know what they're going to say. Right? They could say anything. <laughs> and if you really mean it and from your heart and say, "Yes, you talk to me. I want to know what you would say. Whatever you tell me, I'll do it." That means you completely trust them. Now, human beings are generally not worthy <laughs> of that degree of trust. But God cannot lie. Always has your best interest at heart. Always. No matter what it looks like to you, He's always looking out for you. Always. He knows the end from the beginning. He sees how this thing turns out before you ever know it's getting started. You can trust Him. You should trust Him completely. And if you'll say, I'm willing, Lord. Now, A lot of times people say it, but then when he tells them something to do, they go, oh, that? (laughs) You want me to do that? But if you're not willing to do what he tells you to do, then much, much of the time you will not hear from him. This is why many have not heard from him in areas, because they say they want to know, but he knows their heart. And he knows there's no need in even telling them. Because they won't do it. They will not. And now they're just responsible for what he told them. And in his mercy many times, he'll give you time to get it together. He'll give you time to trust him more and get to the place where you will do it when he tells you. It'll take faith to obey him. You'll have to turn loose of the familiar and step out into the unknown. And that's rough on the flesh. I don't care who you are. It's hard on your flesh. Oh, but it's how you get to amazing places you never imagined you could get to. It's how you become a part of things you never imagined you'd get to be a part of. You've got to um, step out like Dr. Lillian Yeoman says in her books. uh, Step out over the aching void with nothing under your feet. (laughs) except the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. And that kind of trust, that kind of trust would please you, right? I mean, if somebody looked at you and said, just tell me what you want me to do. I'll do anything you tell me to do. What would you think? Wow. <laughs> right? They must trust me. And you see that response with Jesus a couple of times in his ministry with the centurion and another. Uh, he'd look around and he'd say, Wow, I hadn't seen faith like that uh, anywhere. Uh, You remember with that centurion, he just said, just give the command. Just say the word. It'll happen. Do we want to bless the Father to to demonstrate to him that kind of trust? Does he deserve that kind of trust? Huh? Is he worthy? Does he merit that kind of trust? He has never failed you. Never will. He has never lied to you. Never will. Should we trust Him? We should trust Him completely. We should be able to say in all genuineness and honesty from our heart, Lord, whatever you say, I will do it. By your grace and help, I will do it. And Him know that you mean it. If that's the case, your ears come unblocked. And your ears tune in to God's frequency. A willing heart makes Spiritually attuned, keen hearing ears. We see that Samuel uh, learned how to respond to God in this instance uh, as a boy. He said, "Speak, Lord, for your servant hears." And we see something else in, in before this chapter is over. Skip down towards the uh, the end of it. Um. Down about verse, what is it, 17 and 18, chapter 3, 1 Samuel. In verse 18, Samuel told Eli what God had said to him in the nighttime. And he responded, it's the Lord. Let him do what seems to him good. Verse 19, The Samuel grew and the Lord was with him and did let none of his words fall to the ground. This is an amazing statement. I mean, this is a, an amazing statement. Fall to the ground can be translated fail. That's what this figure of speech meant, to fail. So none of Samuel's words failed. Can you see a progression here? Samuel's mother Hannah, and then him as a boy, they had faith that God hears. Then a few years later, uh, Samuel, as a boy, gets faith to hear God. (laughs) Can you see this? Faith that God hears, and then faith to hear God. And then, faith. That his words, Samuel's words, would come to pass. Can you see this, friend? And um, we know Samuel is a man. We know he made mistakes. But in in these chapters, you don't see them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> we know he he's not perfect after the flesh. That we know he made some mistakes. But what this is doing, you know, the Bible tells when people made mistakes. It shows when people made People like Abraham, I mean, our patriarch, father of faith, him and Sarah. I mean, it just tells you in detail how they really blew it on some occasions. Not Samuel. <laughs> you don't see it. You don't hear it. Why? Because the emphasis is uh, he learned how to hear from God. And he esteemed what he heard from God so highly that he mastered his words with it. Can you see this, friend? To the point that everything he said, God confirmed. (laughs) Is that what he said or not? None of his words. Fell to the ground. Do you think we should be back here studying Samuel's life here? I mean, I mean, is this faith or is this faith? Because see, faith, we know how faith comes. Hmm? Romans 10:17, so then faith comes by hearing. hearing. Here we are back to hearing. But is there another component of faith? That's how faith comes. How's faith released? Through actions, number one action is saying, speaking. Uh, How do you get born again? For with the heart man believes, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. How did God create and form the worlds, the planets? The Bible said he did it by faith. Well, how else do we know that that worked out? He spoke. He spoke. He had faith in his words, faith in his words. And so we see that a progression that Samuel had faith that God hears, his mom and him, and and then he had faith to hear from God. He learned how to respond when God wanted to talk to him and learned how to hear. And I mean, the prophet's ministry is amazing. If you read through these, uh, what's 20, 30 chapters or so of this, uh, there are times when the Lord would get with Samuel and lay out the whole next day and tell him who he was going to meet and what they would be doing and where they would be and all this. Uh, You talk a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and then he would just go walk it out. But in the midst of that, he learned to govern his words. And to speak according to what the Lord told him. How many remember what Jesus said about his words? I only say what I hear the Father speak. So Jesus is a perfect example of what we're talking about on an even higher level than Samuel. But you could say the same thing about Jesus. The Father let none of Jesus' words fall to the ground. Wouldn't that be a true statement? He let none of his words fail. Let let me read this to you from another translation or two, this 1 Samuel 3 um, and 19. God's words translation says it like this. It says, uh, uh, Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him, and didn't let any of his words go unfulfilled. The BBE, the basic English Bible says, Samuel became older. And of course he was a boy You know when he first heard God speak to him at night in the temple but he grew up and the Lord was with him and let not one of his words be without effect. So none of the things when Samuel would speak to the people uh, he had a school of ministry where ministers came and prophets came and learned and developed. He traveled a circuit Throughout the country, and visited and ministered at different places, and he was um, the preeminent figure in the country. See, at this time there was no king, and so um, in in Israel there was God and Him. (laughs) You see what I'm talking about? He had a high place. It'd be like you know the, the prime minister or president of the country almost, but it was just completely spiritual, and yet every time he would speak to the people, what would happen? Everything he said would come to pass. Now, you know, if you, if what you said came to pass eight times out of ten, <laughs> right? You'd feel like that's a pretty good record. man. You know, <laughs> if we compared modern day politicians, <laughs> they'd probably be glad for, you know, three out of ten. But, We're talking 10 out of 10. Oh, somebody say, wow. Wow. 10 out of 10. Now we know the man didn't live his whole life and never make a mistake. But look with me in James and the third chapter. Does this stir anybody up? He is so good. He is so gracious. He is so kind. James 3 and verse 2. I'm reading in the NIV. James 3.2 says, We all stumble in many ways. We might say we've all made mistakes. But if anyone is never at fault in what he says, he is a perfect man able to keep his whole body in check. Praise God. If you don't, If you've got control of your mouth, you have control of your life. And we're out of time. (laughs) But can you come back tomorrow? Do we need to pick up on this? We need to pick up on this and go further. So come back with us. Join us tomorrow. We'll see you soon right here in Faith School.